How's it going, friends? So on this episode, I interviewed Unworthy Slut Boy from his dungeon. It's the first episode that I have actually ever interviewed in person with somebody. I was still figuring out how to use my microphone, so the audio is a little choppy on this one, and I apologize. Uh, it still sounds great, but it's not up to my normal standards. So bear with me, and I appreciate your patience, and I really in- hope you enjoy this really spicy, dungeon-filled episode. Hey friends, welcome to Digging for Bones. I am your host, Tucker Max. With me today, I have Unworthy. Unworthy is a good friend of mine, a rope top dom, uh, really famous for, if you've seen pictures or videos of him on the internet, for uh, having the gas mask on. He is also the gentleman who tied me up during the leather competition. So I've been really excited to have him on the show. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the podcast. For those who might not be familiar with you, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little uh, how you got into the BDSM, Shivari, where you're in this world? Well, um, well, you said I'm a dom. Um, I think I more like identify as like a switch because I'm like really open to either side of the coin. Um, it really depends on who I play with or whether I like sub or dom for them. Um, the way I got into kink was uh, actually I started at a very young age. I know we're going to cover more in, uh, later as I see in the questions about like uh, my history with it. But uh, I, I like discovered bondage in general at a very young age before I even discovered sex. And there was something about it that I just enjoyed. I mean, even before I understood what it was, just like the energy and like uh, the play about it, like... Um, like I really enjoyed it and just just by seeing movies and reading books like when I was younger and uh yeah it like slowly developed and uh basically like the internet coming along and uh as as like I got got older I was like oh there's other people into this same thing this is crazy and then uh it's just spiraled into there and into what it is today look where you're at now yeah just to give you guys some context, today we're actually sitting in Unworthy's dungeon recording this episode together from his dungeon. So unlike my other episodes where we uh, are remote and in different parts of the world in some cases, we I am surrounded by dildos and toys and gear and pictures of naked men with things happening to them. Just to give you context of where this interview is taking place. Well, thanks for that. I have never met anyone who told me they got into rope before sex. That's... Oh, like, I mean, yeah, like, like you say shibari and, like, rope. Like, rope is actually a very new development for me. Okay. Um, it, it's what I tell everyone. I, I was, like, so against rope and, quote, shibari for years because I was like, it's so much work. It's beautiful, but, like, it's a lot of work and, like... I felt like by the time you got your sub actually restrained and wrote, they're like, oh, I need to like, like I'm losing feeling like the circulation in their body. Like, oh, like I need to be let out before you can play. So I was always adamant about like just using gear, gear, gear and never wrote, you know, and just in the last couple of years, I, uh, I finally was like, when got wrote, um, and I just like started doing it 
Um, I never say I'm like Shibare exactly because I feel like my stuff, I just make it, make it up as I go along. Um, it's never exactly pretty. I don't exactly use like specific knots. Like I could pro I, I can never list out like what knots I'm using, even if I was using ones like that. Um, I've had, um, repel like training, um, through the military where it'll like learn lots of knots and stuff. I could never like name them or show you a knot if you ask me. Um, I was a Cub Scout back in the day. People seem to link that with that sometimes, but I don't remember a thing like that. So the main thing is I just try to keep it symmetrical and resist itself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, to to try to make it look pretty in a way, quote, you know? But, uh, but so rope is a very n new thing for me. And it's kind of like, like most people now see it as my thing because I, uh, I really enjoy doing it in public. Um, people have... Like, I've done it in public here, um, near Portland at our, like, um, at our new beach, um, and totally strangers, you know, they're just watching and as, like, as they leave, um, they're like, Hey, thank you for sharing your art. And, uh, with me, like, like with them in public. And I was like, I'm always really touched by that, you know, like, like I didn't do anything sexual with the person. Um, I just tied them up and I just feel the energy you know maybe the dom sub energy it's something like that but it's really them giving their trust to me and i did like they gave that to me and like they say thank you for tying me out i was like no, no, no thank you for letting me tie you up like you know you were you were in charge the whole time and i try to tell people like hey just talk to me communicate with me is something wrong you feel you know, weird about this. Um, I, I do my, like, I always make sure to protect them because once I have them tied up, they're my responsibility. And I protect them from people. I go to the bars and clubs. There's high and drunk people all around. People try to come up and, like, like, grab their nipples. And I, like, hit their hands away. I'm like, hey, like, you know, right then and there, like, that's my chance to teach someone in 10 seconds about consent. I'm like, hey, only because someone's tied up at a bar doesn't mean that they're asking you to touch them um or i ask the person that i'm you know tying up I'm like hey you know this person is this okay um have them work out real quick you know because i mean i would love to be touched while i'm tied up but but by the right person yeah and like the safety aspect and everything like that so yeah well two things i want to address there one you don't have to always know the technical to be good at something so I think I mean, my ah right. <laughs> I I think of people who play music by ear but can't read music, and, but that doesn't mean that they can't play music. Or photographers who take great photos but couldn't tell you a lens or focal length or what bokeh is to save their life, but that doesn't mean they're not making art. And so I love bokeh like three and no, I Exactly. And so I think it's, it's, there's something to be said about creating art um, and feeling good about it, but also being as focused on safety as you are. Uh, and that's funny you mentioned Rooster Rock. Uh, that, that's actually where I met Unworthy. I was at Rooster Rock last year about this time. Um, and I had been flirting with some cute boys on the beach, actually leaving. Um, and I started talking to them. And then this man comes up to me, covered in ropes, and was like, can I tie you up on the beach? 
And I was like shocked because at this time I hadn't been tied up before. Uh, it was on my mind and list of things to do that I wanted to do, but I had, it had yet to happen. Uh, but I had also just invested like the last two hours on these these three boys that I had been talking to, and I was very interested in them, but I, I felt torn. Um, and you could tell, and it was so cute because then I'm keep in mind I'm at a nude beach. Uh, and this man hands me a business card on the beach that says unworthy slut boy on it. Um, and I was fascinated. <laughs> I was so fascinated by that. I mean, thank God we got like, sometimes I'm halfway through the tie and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you. You already like people have felt comfortable enough to just let a total stranger like tie them up in public and some people you know a lot of people say no and i'm like hey you know there's no pressure it's a lot to do that to like let themselves go you know and i'm like hey yeah like like let's chat you know um or like hey let's do this in private you know doing it in public is is a big thing you know um but i do just enjoy it like doing it in public the main thing is i love like yeah, it's like uh, showing your the art to people, but uh, but but like I love doing it at, like uh, the Eagles. I've done it in the New York Eagle, the San Francisco Eagle, Portland. Um, I've done it at Barracuda. Um, I've, oh, I've done it at Folsom. I've done it at Dory. Uh, I just did it at Berlin, Folsom. Do a few people. I love showing that. Oh, like this, like ooh, this environment is kinky. Like this is. This is the moods of the zone. Like, ooh, like we're all get to enjoy, like to set the, the mood of like, oh, this is like kink community here. And like, let's do some like bondage together. Like, like showing the energy of this. But like I said, it doesn't always have to be sexual. Yeah. You know, some boys, some boys are, you know, I, I tie them up and then I'm starting to untie them and they're like, oh, like that's it. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I mean, some guys are expecting me to like, I don't know, like, have him suck my dick or something. I'm like, oh, man, I was just like some, some energy play, you know, like, like I make it with dance sometimes. You do. And you can really feel like their breath. Some of them really relax, you know, I mean, some, and I, so I'm like, Hey, can I touch your nipples? Is that okay? Can I do this? Like, I'm just going to touch your, your ass a little bit and make you feel like good, you know, um, for the first time, like I tied up, like I've lost count maybe 30 people maybe all together and i've only done once out at uh the gate camp campground near seattle um i was like and he was a very experienced guy i, I he intimidated me he had been tied up a lot and i'm like i'm not messing this up because you're like very experienced and i'm like you know i still consider myself a noob i am always learning i'm like hey do you want to like go to the woods and like fuck you know I'm like while you're tied up this is great and he's like yeah let's do it first time ever i had never actually tied someone up in public and then had like did something sexual with them it's always like hey tie them up feel the energy usually once i tie one person up there's a fucking line i've had a line of people like hey who's next who's next it usually takes me one person and then other people are interested because like oh this guy isn't like like doing something weird to these people you know like i'm interested and yeah i, I love giving people the experience and then i love making that spark happen and then i i love i absolutely love people catching that spark and then like building their own kink interest and then they go off and go into their 
King King Clive style. And if I can do that with $5 of Home Depot rope, the Home Depot special, I'll fucking do it. So, and I love it. Love that. I love that. One of my friends that you tied up told me you tied him up and picked him up like a briefcase. Yes. (laughs) If they're a certain size, I do love doing that. I pick people up. Um, Usually I put them in like a hog tie. And then I just get in like a squatting position and I lift them up off the ground. Oh, it's great when they're blindfolded. It's just they're getting that sensation, you know? Um, yeah, but safety is always important when I try to just got a really good get a really good grip and make sure you know you're not gonna hit them on it like on anything. That doesn't always happen. Um, like like with lifting and stuff like that. Um, I usually always do ground stuff. Uh just like with actual shibari which like i said i don't consider what i do shibari but um i always do uh ground stuff they're always on the ground i don't do any uh suspension stuff like that um keep it as simple as possible and as safe as possible and uh, i always say oh as much you leave leave the ground you could include more you know you have to like include insurance and stuff like that so yeah but so i like so i I like to keep it simple and give people a fun experience thank you uh, so your task mask is a distinctive part of your persona. What inspired that look? I, I, like when I read your question, I was like, man, where did I get that from? Um, maybe just back watching certain, I guess, porn or something like that. Like I, people wearing gas masks out of like, um, the biggest part of it is people not being able to see my face, see my face. Sorry. You're not on any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I love that part. That's the biggest part. Sometimes it helps me feel more comfortable because, I mean, just like everybody else, I have um, anxieties, you know, um, and I like to keep my face private and stuff like that. Um, so I like the, like them not being able to say my, see my face. It makes me more comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, way back in the day when I first started doing kink, I, uh, when, pup, when the pup scene was starting, uh, I was a pup back in the day. Um, I had a, I had a puppy mask and that's what actually helped me feel more comfortable with being more silly and I can be more outgoing and more comfortable in my headspace with that. And I think that's definitely where the gas mask came from. Um, as you can see on the wall up there, like the tan one, uh, the tight, it's the tight rubber one that you can get. Like I got most of my gas masks on Amazon. That was the first, those, those are some of the first gas masks that I had. I love the tightness of it, which is rolling into my, like, being rubber and stuff like that. Of a man who just gets so fucking hot. So I need, so, so, so that's why I like just the frontal face one and stuff like that. And I like the look of it, for sure. It's, it's hot to me. I love gear. I'm kind of a gear head in that way. Um, and people mostly relate it to breath play. And they always ask by poppers in there, which... You like that's you have to be very safe. Breath play could be very, you know, dangerous in a way. Um, I, I definitely give giving people lessons about because you can kind of connect to autoerotic asphyxiation in a way, which is usually when you're like cut, cut, cutting off your air. Um, gas masks kind of do that in a way because you cannot get the full breath of oxygen. So, yes, that can intensify orgasms, that can intensify just like a physical activity and everything. So in like a way, there's all these different connections to why I love the gas mask. And yes, it's kind of becoming a trademark, which I kind of like that in a way. Um, it's definitely unique. I wear my gas mask to 
the bars to barracudas, so like dance parties and stuff like that. And so far, you know, uh, I haven't seen that many people do it. Um, and people, I mean, the attention, ugh, hate it, but I'm, but I'm getting the attention, but I'm not showing my face, but everyone looking at me, you know? Um, and the biggest thing I love about my gas masks is I black out the lenses because not being able to see my eyes, it's, it goes into the, uh, what, uh, the anonymity of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Which gets in my eye, which also fucks with the whole cruising thing in our community. I love that because then they can't see that I'm like, if I'm cruising them, because then they cruise me. And they're like, oh, he's like, and then they're kind of confused. They're like, oh, is he looking at me? And then they're like, is this hot? It's kind of scary. But do I like it? Okay. I kind of like it. It, it kind of fucks with that a little bit. But the biggest thing is them not being able to see who I am, but I can still enjoy my space and kind of, I kind of get this like, ooh, like, this kind of kinky, this hot, you know? There's so many different connections of why gas masks to me are pretty great. And I do love how it's becoming a trademark of my, of, of mine, like, in a way. But I love, and I love including it in play. And it, it, it's just a hot look. Like, I like it. Um, yeah, and, and like the hoses, I'm slowly trying to get into more, like, uh, bubble bottles, everything like that. I'm starting to work on more of that, like, stuff. Like I said, I love gear, like when I can afford it. All this like, time, been so. Anyway, I'm just learning how to use. You had a upside video. Oh yes, I did not know this. How did I not know this? Oh, I, yeah, that's yeah. That was um. So my old name was uh, Pup Rat. Okay. Um, I got it from my um. Let's see, my second dom. My he was my first physical dom. Like in-person doll I had. Um, I had my very first dom I met on the internet. Pretty sure through recon, probably in about 2012. Um, I just got back from my first uh, deployment to Afghanistan, and uh, I met him. Um, he was in San Diego, um, and we were together for a while. I went Skype with him every every night. I was in college, which. Which, which, which I see a lot of people. That's how they meet, like, on the internet. They have the online Dom sub thing. Um, I was, I was like, 22, 21. Um, but then, one of the reasons we kind of broke up, I'm still kind of in communication with them today, even after all this fucking time. Um, but I was like, hey, like, I want something, I need something more physical. You know? I, I loved him, um, for sure, like he, yeah, and that was a very scary point in my life um, when I was starting to figure out, like, oh, I like men. Because um, for years, because um, BDSM, like I said, really played into, like, I discovered I like bondage and stuff before sex, before I even knew what sex was. So I was trying to figure out in my head of, like, oh, like, I like, you know, women. Women, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna have kids. You know, oh, but there's this kink thing. But like, I have this guy. He's my dog. He's not my boyfriend. That's how I, you know, like people do the whole buy now, gay later thing. That was kind of how I did it. But I did it with a huge mix of kink. And at the time, I was avoiding sex. And the way I was doing that I was like, oh, I can do this kink bondage thing, but I don't have to have sex because I'm saving that for marriage. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the things people work in their mind to, um, you know, make themselves comfortable with what they're doing, you know? Yeah. 
that's how I literally started. That's why discovering kink before sex was amazing. It's like, oh, I could do this stuff, but I don't have to do penetrative sex. I love that. Oh, and huge wrap back to the to the uh, puppy thing. My first, so my actual fit, physical dom here in Oregon. I met him after I broke up with that guy from San from San, San Diego, and well, I was riding his dick so hard I broke the bed that we were on. And he called me Ray. I wrecked the bed. <laughs> and it stuck. Uh, puppy was... Puppy was a new thing. You know, I guess I could say I was an OG back then. Um, I have, like, the first Mr. S leather puppy mask still. Um, but yeah, I continued with that. And I was a puppy back in the day. Um, I became collared by a dominatrix here in Portland. Um, a woman... Um, I was part of a leather family, a local one here, and I was the puppy of the family. She had like a, a sub and um, a slave, and I was puppy of the family. Um, yeah, but, uh, at like a time where I was like, well, I'm like, bye, you know. I, it was slowly transitioning into maybe starting dating men officially for love, moving it out of maybe just a kinky thing, you know. I was finally accepting myself, and like kink played a huge role in it. So that's fascinating. Anyway, I go on one. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Even in my own story, like early on, I had romantic interests in women and sexual interests in men. And then that changed over the years. And it was just sexual romantic with men and no interest in women. And then over the last years, I've been playing in kink. I have a strong sexual connection to women and absolutely no romantic connection whatsoever. Um, we have a lot, we have a lot of common interests. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. And it's just been, it's been, it's been fascinating through and kink has really helped me exploring those sides of myself. And what's been the best part of all of that, especially now that I'm in my thirties, it's just like, if this is what has been, I wonder what's yet to come. Yeah, and so it's been it's been fascinating. Well, thanks for sharing that story, uh, especially the pup stuff. I had no idea, and you know, a lot of people talk about how pup is like a gateway, uh, and yeah. it, it really can be because because pup play can be for some, not always, and everyone expresses their pup play differently. But king can be really scary to some people, and puppy is just this like really cute, adorable. Playful thing. playful thing that kind of opens people's door into the world um and then they learn one thing which leads to another thing which leads to another thing um and i've heard that story a couple times now and so that aligns with that um uh, how do you ensure safety and consent are prioritized in your your scenes um just like any even relationship relationship uh communication is key and um, everyone, you know, oh, like, red is style, yellow is kind of getting there, whatever. I'm just like, hey, like, just, just talk to me. Tell me if something's wrong. Tell me what's hurting, you know? Um, and, and I, and like, I love gags. I love gas masks, right? Well, that can muffle your mouth, which is gonna speak, you know, and like, give the signals. So, a lot, like, a lot of the times, um, I like, uh, like, physical communication the, the, the biggest thing i do even in basic uh setups with a total noob i just tie it up with the, like tie up at the bar and i just want to hear hear for the experience i tell them like hey like i i i hold their hand i'm like hey like um 
this is me checking in with you. Like, if I hold your hand, I want you to like, if something's wrong, I want you to like, squeeze my hand, like, ah, like, ah, something's wrong. I'm like, okay, and then we'll break it down, like, what's wrong, do I need to untie you, et cetera. Um, or if I hold your hand, like, and like, so then you can just gingerly, like, oh, like, gingerly, oh, like, like, kind of that sensual feeling, like, rub, rub my fingers, like, oh, this is good. Or then, like, kind of tighten, like, okay, some of these be loosened up. Um, a really good example is when I'm, like, fisting a sub. Um, sometimes, especially uh, if they're gagged or whatever, um, I like to hold their hand as, like, my hand is going in. And then it literally is kind of like a, like a gas pedal. They're kind of like, oh, it's getting tight. Okay, back up. And they loosen their grip and then go in and go in and go in. And I'm go, you know, kind of like they can literally control if I'm going or not, like, inside them. So I love using uh, the physical communication when it comes to, you know, consent. Like, I mean, like, like controlling and that, that in a way. That's great. Um, and sometimes you can't speak. If you're, yeah. if, if it's intense, you're like overwhelmed, you know, like you can't speak. So the physical thing is, I really like that. So I think that's important that people know is like a lot of play. You can't use your words. Um, even in the scene we did, I remember us practicing and it was a lot of physical and squeezes and you wanted to show that off to the judges of your style of communication. Um, and I've heard that from many, many other people and, and their scenes that they do that yes safe words are are great but they they honestly can't be used sometimes and so i forget them and yeah i've i've had someone hold a ball mm-hmm. uh, that was one where they would throw the ball if it was too much um drop it drop the ball yeah there was another someone who was i was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about being in the vacuum chamber and they like to keep their hand out so that they can feel it. Yeah, so they can still signal. Yeah, 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 there. And because they like, they get, they literally got vacuumed literally to only a hole over their mouth. So oh, they yeah, needed yeah. their hand to, to gesture. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. What's the drought of the back bend for you? Um, immobilization. Okay. And again, like, I mean, you could say I'm definitely a little bit, I mean, you can face the gas mask there. There's definitely a huge touch of like I love the drone thing, baseless anonymity. Yeah, um, yeah, and in like a back bend, you get all of that and total immobilization and stuff. It's just ha. <laughs> it is an interesting one. I, it's a lot of fucking work. I've seen a way to build one, you know, and I'm just you know, yeah. I have a playroom, but man, I love being hosted. It's great because <laughs> sometimes like I'm. I, I have a dom over and I still have to like, oh, like I, I can hear them like ruffling around looking for something. And I'm like, I'm like, you have to ungag. And I'm like, it's over there. Or like, because I'm the one that knows my playroom the best, right? Um, my, my favorite situation is I've had a couple, uh, I've had like couples in here, um, new couples, maybe experienced couples. And I love getting the cell whole tie tied up and then like, the dom or like maybe they're wanting to be a dom i'm like hey like do this i'm like hey here like i hand them something here do this and then i'm running the cameras i'm running all the like the poppers and everything i'm just like hey like do this here's this Ooh, try this now i love i love being um like what would that be like a pusher or a um coach yeah like a coach like me like me it happen for them you know i love that 
especially in my player zone one that knows where everything is. Yeah, no, everything. I can see that. I can see that being annoying. So I love visiting someone. Good like, oh, I don't have to do anything. They know their stuff. And like, ooh, what could happen? Like, I don't know. Uh, so you, you do have a social media and online presence. Uh, how do you how do you connect with these platforms with your kink? Um, like connect with the people or like, I mean, I mean, I had a Tumblr. I think I had up to 8,000 followers and stuff. Um, I, and it just feeds my exhibition kink. You know, I like being watched. The biggest thing is I love sharing. I love seeing that somebody else like got off to what I made, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a great, I love kink. It's a, it's a great hobby. It's a passion. You know, the biggest thing is that I loved, I had met so many people through kink. I mean, you could meet, um, someone in almost any job thing that you wouldn't meet outside of anywhere else. You know, if it wasn't for kink, I would like just be friends with like my coworkers, you know, or some small connection to other people, but kink, you can meet people from all over the world, all walks of life, but you have this connection and then maybe you'll play, maybe you'll not, maybe you'll have sex, maybe not, or you'll, but if anything, you'll just have like this beautiful connection over something. And that's what I've loved having a Twitter and all that and collabing and meeting people and sharing stuff like that. Um, hopefully that answered your question. No, it does. It's yeah. one of my favorite things about it too. I literally just made a tweet the other day and I was like, it's interesting to me that the hottest collab that Tugger can do is getting you on my podcast and getting to talk to someone for an hour. Like, you know, <laughs> like to me, like, and maybe we fuck, maybe we don't. Like, yeah. I've hooked up with some people from the show. You know, I, like, uh, for the most part, like, that, that connection, I don't know, someone, someone told me once, Danny Porn. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, um, I've tied people up, like, in public and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this was greater than sex. Like, a lot of times, I like playing with somebody. Yeah, because with sex, there can be lots of pressure and um, things that people are expecting. And it might not happen, or it might not, or it might be better. Or, uh, but then, just tying somebody up, I think that I'm like, man, thank you. Like, this is better than sex. I got to, like, do the stuff that I wanted to do. Uh, and I'm definitely a sadist, so I like to cause people pain, you know, if if they want it, you know, safely and everything. But, like, sometimes that's better than just regular sex. Sex is, sex can mean anything to anyone, like, different rape. But anyway. There's a lot of definitions of sex. Well, yeah. I still want to get tied up in public. That's, like, a big fantasy of mine. I saw pictures of this guy at Folsom Bork Berlin, which I already have a motocross gear fetish. But there's a lot of that there. I heard there was a lot of them. Like, motocross was huge in Berlin, and I kept seeing pictures of these motocross boys just, like, like pulse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Like I said, I love the emphasis on gear instead of sex. The SF Folsom one, like the SF Folsom, so much more. There's, I mean, I would just say in general, there was more. Like at SF Folsom, there's more jocks and harnesses and fucking and stuff like that on the street. But at the Berlin Folsom, it's all about gear and like just more social and people just enjoying what they are and showing like what they're into that's in yeah and gear is a very loose term there was fucking firefighters cops military like everything at one point this really cute guy i was like he looks like he's an actual emt 
but then I was like, because he had like a taser, which I, I don't know why I didn't do it. Taser, but I just, <laughs> he's like, he is hot. Like, fuck, I think he's actually working. Like, he's here for our safety. But then I was like, wait, no, he's not. But I was kind of confused. But it was, I, yeah, more. But yeah, loss of that. Fully clothed. Like, completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. The UPS guy just walking through the crowd. We were literally, it makes a very, I, I got a shot. I, I got a great photo with two full-on firefighters and i felt their gear it was legit like probably fireproof and the first thing comes to mind i was like man they're fucking sweating their asses out but they are loving their their life and it was really cool to see that and i was like this was really expensive but i love to see people in their passion and what they love like that so i do too and i love when people express themselves and i know there's the whole poser thing if you're not really into this thing but it's fantasy like that's that's just what it's all that's what it's all about and you know we've all said it i'm sure this gets said a lot too with fetish costuming is god they must be fucking hot (laughs) oh yes slightly i love rubber um i do have one full rubber suit um but man i just it's just sweat so much and people like that you know like they like the sweat, they love the dripping and stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's warm, but. Do you like sweat? Um, not exactly, I like, I like clean, um, I love, I love giving people my sweat and like my musk, I love that, like it's very hot, but for me, you know, maybe just, maybe the smell of walking, like going to work and coming back kind of smell, but I don't like I'm not exactly into the whole like fucking dripping like yeah I like lick my pits with like suck the sweat off my body I'm like oh I like clean you know I'm in and out but hey like I said I love provide like I had I've had a couple like I've had a musk slut I call him um I had him like we played regularly he 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 lives in like the east coast now but I would after a workout I would take off my my, like underwear and stuff put it in a ziploc bag and keep it for him and then, like, use, like, shove it in his mouth and then take it on his face and stuff. And he loved it. I loved that. And I would just, like, fuck his face. Or I took my army boots and, again, mixing in the gas mask. I restrained him up off the ground. Uh, this is on the internet. Oh. And I ran a hose from his gas mask into the boot. So he was breathing me. That, I, I got so hard. And I, yeah, I love that. I love hearing breath. I want you to I love it. Um, so tell me about rubber zone since we're on the, the oh, yeah, rubber. What's rubber zone? Um, he's a local guy. Squirm is his name. Um, he's been recording, uh, like porn and stuff since nine, like the nineties or something. Very experienced fuckload of gear oh my god um i've done a few shoots with him um i'm doing a couple coming up with him soon um he's the first like a legit porn company i filmed with and i just love the experience and gonna meeting people through him is awesome like i said he has a fuckload of gear that i could never imagine having so i love enjoying that with him and learning and seeing what other kinks were um the very first shoot I did with him, um, it's on it's on his website. It's on um, there's like tweets about it, all my stuff. Um, there's no nudity in it specifically. Um, it's me doing like an experiment on a buddy of mine. Well, an old friend of mine who was playing with. Um, he was in a a box and he was being gimpified, like turned into a gimp, like. 
um, I restrained him and put him in this box, locked him in the box. Um, and I was running all this like electrical things. And we had like a little audio thing playing inside this box and it was gibbifying him. So, and it was great seeing like, oh, this is like some of these kink. Like it was hot in a way, but there was no sex. Like I showed pictures of it to my straight friends. Um, that know about like what like what I do, you know. There's no dick or anything in it, you know. And they're like, "Wow, this is really interesting. Like, this is beautiful. It's some piece of art in a way, you know." Um, but the way I discovered this um, rubber zone um, is a guy um, call out to Nameless Gimp is his name. Um, I've known him since like, 2013, I think. Uh, I met him in college. Um, he was going to a little college next to mine. Um, uh, and I was a young kinkster. He hadn't really gotten into kink yet. And I tied him up in this garage I lived in. And, uh, and, and like I said earlier, I love making that spark happen. And now Nameless is like, after the scene we had, like, fucking 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Um, now he has like, six suits he's way into rubber he has a great following on on twitter and everything he makes a lot of content he's great um but he came to portland and he's like hey um we need a dom for this like scene with this rubber zone guy i'm like oh, i've never heard of it like let's do it and so he introduced me and they're like hey we need like a local dom which i like switch but I'm like fuck i'll do it oh, and then we had this scene and now nameless has come and like this is I join in and make some fun scenes. So that so that's how I met Rubber Zone, and uh, I'm hoping to make more stuff with him, like in the future. For like, in my first official fucking porn site, I mean, this guy does amazing stuff. He has like seven cameras going, audio, everything. Like, he's very legit, and I'm like, it's really cool to see his art. That's awesome. I remember the first time I shot, the only time that I've shot with a studio it was pretty pretty awesome i rubber's on my list i've had a crazy eventful condensed orange concentrated orange juice of a year for kink and so i um no that, that's good information i love the trying it too the the one i'm interested in right now um is i recently discovered i have like a sneaker sports mm -hmm. gear kind of fetish um and I'm having some fun with that right now. That happened just completely by chance. You know, I, I don't know about me smelling the muskness, but I love giving somebody that. And I mean, I've tied my shoes onto people's faces, you know. Um, I love boots, and I love putting my boot on people. I love that. And I will do that with my, with my workout gear, like I love doing. Um, but I don't like specifically buy a bunch of it, because it's not exactly a kink for me, but... I love, but I love boys. I love athletic. I like muscle. That's my kind of general thing about almost any gender you are. Like I, I will be like, I'm definitely into like, I changed my thing on Twitter <laughs> from bias. It says I, I changed it to muscle sexual. Cause if you're, if you're trans, well, like if you're a woman, a man, like I, I will like, like I'm pretty much into athletic, like. Yeah, uh, asshole, etc. Yeah, it's it's a ever ever evolving, changing thing for me sometimes. But so this is part of the interview. I like to uh, flip the script a little, and so you can ask me some questions. What would you like to know? Mm, well, I know you said you usually everyone asks about your puppy stuff. Um, 
I was trying to think about this earlier, and I was like, what should I ask him? I'm just talking about me, myself. Um, how long have you been into the scene? It was a very loose term because you can be into the scene for, you know, that's a different level for everybody. Yeah, it's just been a year and a month. Uh, so I already making a fucking podcast. We'll, we'll look at that. <laughs> yeah, the whole podcast has been such an approach of I don't know what I'm doing though. Um, the best way to do stuff. Yeah, I, I really play stupid. And what's interesting is I do the show. I'm learning more and more as time goes on. Um, but yeah, it's August eighth was Tucker's birthday when Tucker emerged as a world, um, and that's when I really started like identifying as a pup. I mean, it, it kind of happened a couple weeks before that, and I got my collar. Um, but yeah, it's been a fascinating, filled year. Uh, found out I like topping. Didn't see that coming. There's a lot of very cool. Oh, wow. That's talking all about myself. But um, there's been some people. Level part of this interview. Flip <laughs> script. Uh, you talk about yourself. Yeah, there, there's been some people that were really requesting me to talk for a long time, and I, I felt bottom shamed for a long time and yeah. started getting in my head about it. Um, but now I finally found my energy with that. I can proudly say I'm a switch, but I'm kind of an imprint switch. So, like, if you come to the table and we're both switchy, like right out of the gate, then we can have a switchy good time. Um, but if you come in full dom, I'm probably not ever going to be able to dom you. <laughs> but like, it's really hard for me to play back and forth with that. Um, but yeah, that, so it's been about a year. Nice. Well, and you know, like, 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 like a true dom, which a dom should always do, is learn all the time. Especially from, you know, and, you know, you know this is the podcast. I think it's a great way to do that, like, to talk to so many people and do that. So always learning. That's what I always say. Yeah, it's been, I feel really privileged that I've had the conversations I've had with people. Um, and there's more to come. Uh, season two has been the people that want to be on the show now. It kind of is, I feel really grateful. Because, like, the first season I really was, like, I had to reach out kind of, like, do you want to be on this show or that person's too famous? They're not going to want to be on the show. So I didn't even ask. Um, and I'm just grateful for the connections that I've been able to make and meet people through other people. And like you said, kink is global and there's this connection that we all have. Um, and we all have a story. We all have a story, but like, and we all see each other on the internet. And one of my favorite things about kink is like, even if you're vanilla, by calling yourself vanilla, you're already in the kink community. It's just a vanilla player. And so, like, I have met really cool vanilla people who aren't necessarily what we deem kinky, but they're in the scene and, like, they're great people to talk to. Yeah. Um, I've also enjoyed, I used to be pretty hypersexual. I definitely was after my divorce, but I've heard that's normal. Um, but, like, I've become a little less sexual focused and I'm starting to find, like, other energy that I like to play with. And yeah. Yeah. Once you, like, sometimes especially being like from a religious background like growing up um sex is like uh like oh like bad you know but then once you can like oh jump into it enjoy it love it do it then you're like no then you're like i get it like i enjoyed it i haven't done everything you know but then and then you're a little bit older and you're kind of like and then you see how unreliable people are grinder etc you know no one is reliable etc a lot you know um and then you kind of, and now with like kink, you're like, oh, wait, I don't have to have sex every time because it can be a lot of work. Or I just, you know, the energy and the enjoyment with someone, you know, maybe getting off in your own way, getting off 
actually, you know, doesn't always have to happen. And you just enjoy the connection and the energy of, you know, then like, as you get older in life, that's what you're like really looking for and strive for is that connection. You know, excuse me, you don't always have to have sex. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's been great. And it's funny too, because like, at the same time, I've also really started to enjoy quick sexual experiences, not necessarily a hookup, but like going down to San Francisco to like some of those parties or Dory and there's a different kind of connection. Um, but like it's, I'm not having like a full deep like dive with someone before we start playing and there's nothing wrong with that. Like we're all consenting adults and we're having fun. Um, and I've enjoyed those experiences too, just in a different way. Um, and I kind of think it's like with my rope when I need somebody like that, you know, it's very quick. I just met them. I get to have that connection. A lot of times, like, I offer it, and if they say no, you know, and they, well, and, you know, they're like, oh, maybe later, which I, like, I get, they're not the mood to zone, but I'm like, well, 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 most of the time, if you do it later, it's, it's, it's the right now. Yeah. You just kind of got to jump on the moment. You got to live for the moment. But, you know, as long as everyone's consenting, that's, you're in the mood and you're going to actually enjoy it. You don't want to push it too hard, whether it's not fun, but, like, you know, you gotta jump onto moments sometimes. Yeah, that's I I love I love when the moment's just right and something just happens like that. That's my favorite. And also I think the most the other thing I'm really grateful for the last year is just like I know how to say no better than I ever have in my entire life. Which leads to more yeses actually. Yeah, and well more better yeses. Yeah, it leads to better yeses because I'm like, no, that's not for me. Um and being kind about it or just saying like even with like forming relationships with people being like this is what i'm able to offer and this is who i am and what i'm able to offer uh yeah, you're learning what more you're you like yeah yeah and so and that's coming from just meeting people in the kink community because they're like a lot of these people are just really good communicators or are on their way to be really communicators or they're they're in the lab of language and doing experiments all the time is better at communicating yeah <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope to come back again. Yeah, it would be fun to interview. I, I actually think that's going to be a thing someday, is, is circling back around to people. Um, my first... We're local, you know. Yes, we are. And yeah, my first uh, re-interview is coming up. Uh, what used to be Lady Viper is now Lady Vivis, who's a boom black and cow, and we're going to have them back on the back on the show here soon too so it'll be my first time having someone back so that's definitely something i want to do again well thank you yeah